0: One Come on and get your son. thank y'all so much for coming to hang out with me again today today's episode is this month's interview and since it is women's history month i decided to interview my mother mi madre, because she is the woman most directly responsible for my existence in history so Lean in as she shares her pregnancy story, her experience with depression, her evolving spirituality, her journey of rediscovering and recreating herself, and some of her biggest life lessons and more. So, who is Temple Lee, as I call you, O'Brien?
1: Well, um, I'm a mother of three, and... um, Who am I? I think I'm a loving, caring person, a strong woman who is on a a journey to redefine Mm -hmm. herself. So if you had asked me this question a long time ago, I wouldn't have had a clue. I don't think who I was. But, um, you know, in these last several years, trying to do some personal development and just better myself and just even going through some things in life, um, I've changed, I've evolved and that's not a bad thing. So I'm still kind of in a sense finding out who I really am. Um, mm-hmm. Cause for years I was always uh, somebody's mom, somebody's daughter, whatever. And that's, that's, you know, it was the roles that I played. So now I'm in the process of finding out who am I really? Who mm-hmm. are you? What makes you happy? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's been a, a journey, it's been a challenge. Yeah, because it takes a lot of inward of reflection, but um, yeah, maybe ask me in another six months to a year, I'll probably be able to tell you, bam, like that. For yes, I am.
0: All right, good deal, thank you. So, how long up until this point will you say you've been on that journey of rediscovering who you are?
1: Um, I'm going to say since. Uh, In a serious manner, probably since uh, the end of 2018, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because sometimes life circumstances, tragedies cause you to look at a whole lot of different things Mm -hmm. or look at things differently. So I'm going to say that's kind of when it started and um, moving from there into 2019 and especially 2020, I've been on a a different path um, in many ways, spiritually and financially. So I'm I'm evolving in several areas. Yeah. For evolve.
0: Yeah. You know I, I I applaud that evolution is my thing. That's what the whole podcast is about evolving, right? Ah. So okay. At the end, of, you said this has been going on this this journey of rediscovering yourself. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And actually, I probably want to come back to that the idea of rediscovering versus recreating because that's an idea, right? But mm-hmm. what was was there something in particular about the end of 2018?
1: That led to this? Um, yes. In a sense, you know, 2018 is the year that I lost uh, or that I, I didn't lose him. Mm-hmm. But when my uh, baby boy, as you know, your brother, mm-hmm. um, transitioned and for a minute I had kind of checked out and um, that whole ordeal just made me look at a lot of things, especially, I want to say, uh, spiritually, spiritually. Um, and I just begin to, you know, I was like, God, what is going on? And then even in some ways, in the ways I handled that, I surprised myself because, um, I thought I was this, people tell me that I'm strong. They see me as being strong and I felt like I was too, but that thing rocked me. And mm-hmm. so then I, I I was like, you know, it, it challenged my relationship with God. And I had to take an honest look at like, what happened? How come you didn't You know, you should have reacted this way, you should have reacted that way. And I just you know started on this I didn't like how I was feeling. Um, and as I started on this journey to try to stay sane and keep living when I didn't want to live, um, you know, it led me to do some deep uh inner research. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, as I began to talk to God and, and just look at things, I just kind of realize that a lot of what I was taught growing up it, it just wasn't and, and a lot of that programming, that's what I'm going to call it, a lot of that programming mm-hmm. um, made me into the person I was at that time where you almost accept anything and everything without question. Mm-hmm. That is no longer me. yeah you know? so that was part of my changing and evolving learning to find my voice and um, but that's what started all of that. It's like you know, some stuff you're just not gonna keep telling me a bunch of mess mm-hmm. and I just say, okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes you know I don't remember where I first heard it but um somebody had put the idea out there and it makes complete sense to me that like God made us with this super dope mind and brain at the ability to critically think and to ask questions and all of that to then you know for us to have a, a blind faith you know and just except without question. I don't even think that's, that's, not, that's disrespectful
1: <laughs> to the dope creator that he right. is, she is, however right.
0: you want to perceive it mm-hmm. in the dope creation that we are,
1: so. I agree, I agree. He made us intellectual for a reason. He gave us a brain for a reason. He gave us the ability to think, you know, for a reason. So why would you just accept anything and everything, which is basically what a lot of us, you know, do in the Mm -hmm. church world we don't search it out for ourselves to really know the truth Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah i found out a lot of truth Mm -hmm. hello somebody
0: hello somebody huh (laughs) all good deal we're gonna come back because i have a question on spirituality i want to ask you but before we get too deep into that um i really wanted this to be our, our next question okay and that is, so, you know, the reason that I wanted to have you for my March interview, and I believe I shared this with you ahead of time, and thank you uh, mm-hmm. for saying yes, uh, it's okay. Women's History Month. And uh-huh. you are the woman most directly responsible for the history of this woman, LaKeisha mm-hmm. Nicole Leonard. And so that's why I wanted to have you on. And then I didn't say this in the beginning, but I um, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation and also like, also like, okay, how this gonna go? Cause I feel like I'm gonna learn some stuff that I might didn't know, you know what I'm saying? And, uh-huh, uh-huh. But um, but yeah, let's do it. So my question for you, next question I want to ask is with the Men and Women's History Month and you being the woman most directly responsible for my existence in history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tell us, tell the people for sure. And like I said, I might even learn a little something um, about your history and how your history ties into my
1: history okay well um you know I had you at a very young age Mm -hmm. and um it was challenging I can say I you know I I thank God somebody should be uh interviewing you Dr. Lakeisha Leonard (laughs) for Women's History because I think you're an amazing person but um you know I had when I got pregnant I was young I was still in high school and I, I had, you know, uh, I was going down a path that I thought I had planned out for myself and, um, you know, things happened as they happened. They weren't supposed to happen that way. Um, according to, you know, uh, according to what I purpose for mm-hmm. my life, um, according to, uh, how I want to say, you know, a person just should be decent. Don't, don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't even, um, so let me
0: tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to uh, you trying to cover or something, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Is that was happening mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm you know <laughs> you trying listen, to talk
0: around something.
1: Trying to talk around something. So again, being young, I had never been in a real relationship. I had not really had a boyfriend. Um, mean so the your the person your dad, you know, was much more experienced than me. And so the trickery, I'm gonna just say that the trickery of the situation caused you to be. So that's mm-hmm. how you get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is the most euphemistic way I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> it, trust me, it was some trickery you. there. Some trickery in DC. And you know, actually, um I didn't there's a term for it today. And if I just, you know, say it, back then I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. But there's a term for it today, and actually, it's date rape mm-hmm. is the term. Um, you know how that happened, so um, that was my first time ever. And when I found out that I was pregnant, you know, um, I was very afraid and didn't know what to do. And um, you know, told my mom, Your grandma, and I just, you know, I can still to this day, I can clearly see the room. I can, I remember, like, I felt like I was in this tunnel. Like when you watch those movies where a person just seems like they're in a tunnel, you know, and the the walls are vibrating. I I can, I I can remember all of that very vividly. And I was just in shock. I'm like, pregnant? How can I be pregnant? Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know, I I got something here because
0: that what I'm hearing right now, I've heard it before, but not until way later in life to the point to where I was like, you know what I mean so I'm wondering so the question I want to know also as you respond is is what was it what made you and I can imagine but what made you wait so long to tell me that story
1: um
0: for that I, I
1: think because I was I was shame, and like I said for a long time I didn't know that that was possible because if you're it's just like the things with um I was watching Lorraine of Bobby yesterday. He was like how can your husband, you know, rape you, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if if that's supposed to be your boyfriend or whatever the case may be, you know, you, you call it that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was years later that I, I learned that there isn't such thing and there's a term, you know, that when you're out on a date and it's son some, and it's somebody you know, you know, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um But even then I was just, that just seemed so strong. And I was just ashamed. There was shame there. I went through a lot and all that process. And, um, you know, I didn't, some people feel a certain kind of way when they realize they weren't planned, Mm -hmm. you know or they came out of a funny type of situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's always been my aim and goal to protect you. And I don't, I didn't know how to tell you that, Mm -hmm. you know um, Cause again, as a part of, of my life or a time when I had lost my, lost my voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I begin to just heal a little bit and get over some things and, you know, I'm like, well, I'm gonna just, you know, tell her mm-hmm. this is how it happened, you
0: mm-hmm. know? hmm well, well, thank you, Madre. Thank you for that mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know how that would have impacted me at a younger age. I can't say for sure, but I definitely appreciate your intention in that choice, mm-hmm. if nothing else. So, mm-hmm. we talking about how your history ties into my history, and
1: all right. Well, when I told my mom that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. she's very angry, and at first she put me out. So there I was, sixteen, pregnant, no place to go. Um, and I'll fast forward a little because you know a lot happened in those, certainly in those nine months of carrying you, and then several you know years after you were born. But bottom line is um, because of being threatened to not be able to come back home by my mom or to move to Denver, Colorado, where we had some family, which basically my mom was real active in the church, you know, mm-hmm. and I was too at that time. So she mm-hmm. was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She didn't want me around. She didn't believe in abortion, mm-hmm. but she didn't mm-hmm. want me around. And people see me pregnant. I'm not married. You know, And she she always had high hopes for me. She always was telling me what she's seen me doing later in life. And I think to her, that maybe destroyed her dream of what she thought I could be. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want to have, want me to have you, you know, um, if I wasn't going to go to Denver and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't come home if I was going to keep you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I didn't want to go to Denver. And I definitely want to come back home. So I had a choice to make, you know, to either have an abortion so I could go home. Um, or go to Denver with one family that we had there, you know, and leave everything I know here Mm -hmm. or to have you and try to figure out how to do that on my own. And at the time I felt like, um, I was kind of, I wasn't hundred percent leaning towards abortion, but I was strongly thinking about it, Mm -hmm. abortion. And I remember your grandmother, Miss Donna Shears, Mm -hmm. um, this is my
0: paternal grandmother y'all so not my maternal grandmother so
1: my okay yeah she called me one day and and said she wanted to speak to me and um so I went over you know went over there to speak to her and she pulled out this purse out the closet it's one of her it was one of her favorite purses but she wasn't carrying it at that time but she still had stuff in it Mm -hmm. and um I can remember that just as clearly you know when she pulled out the purse and Mm -hmm. in the purse she pulled out uh, like a magazine page and it had been folded like multiple times. And so she asked me had I thought, you know, about what I was going to do. And so, you know, I told her the situation. Well, she kind of already knew the situation, but, you know, I just told her that nothing had changed, that I was still kind of out there. told her that I still wasn't back at home. My mom wouldn't let me come home and stuff like that. And that, you know, I kind of felt like the only choice I had was to have you know, maybe an abortion. And she said, um, you know, that she had heard that. So she pulled out that piece of magazine paper, and unfolded it. And it, the, it was a picture of an aborted baby. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, you know, she, she told me that she understood that I was probably afraid, that I was probably hurt, you know, this, that, and the other, but, um you know, I think with with um, her son being her only biological son, you know, she wanted a grandchild. This is still part of her, mm-hmm. um, still her son, you know. So she was just saying that she wished, you know, that I would not have the abortion, um, you know, and to think about it and, you know, stuff like that. So um, mm-hmm. I told her, okay, but that picture, I had never seen a picture of an aborted baby And that just, for one, the picture done something to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so eventually I made the decision not not to um, have the abortion because they came up with another plan. I want to call it a scheme. (laughs) They came up with another scheme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically, and I became, you know, uh, I married your dad. And my mom was okay with that because then her eye just wasn't as bad because I wasn't gonna have a baby out of wedlock, I would be married,
0: you mm-hmm. know?
1: Um, so I walked down the aisle pregnant. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I ended up having you basically um, and deciding to keep you. And I'm so glad that I did, mm-hmm. that I did not abort you. Um, Cause you've been a lifeline, not just to others, but to me in many ways, um, you know, from a child. Mm-hmm. Because after, after those days, I went through a lot of emotional and mental things, um, depression, just because of different circumstances and situations. Um, but it was you, like when I would look at you, when I wanted to die, I would look at you and say, you got to be here for her. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So you gave me the will to kind of hang in there, even though I didn't want to hang in there. Yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you.
0: Thank you for that story, mom. I am, um, like I said, pieces of it, I didn't hear until I was well and grown, well mm-hmm. and grown. And I remember mm-hmm. the first time I, I heard the one, I I don't, I can't remember what I felt, but I, you know, there was a little bit of doubt about it. Cause it was like, why are you bringing this up now? You know, mm-hmm. all these years, you, you know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. so, but then the piece about my grandmother, love her dearly, miss her much. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I did know that she had showed you a picture of of an aborted baby, but the detail that you gave just now is new to me. Like as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, you remember the purse and it was one of her Mm -hmm. favorite purses. She wasn't carrying it at the time and it was folded over many times. Like it was really cool to hear that. Um, But of course I thank her and I thank you and I thank you before Mm -hmm. for choosing to let me live because yeah. I know that that wasn't it wasn't an easy decision um mm-hmm. and in having me there you know there's a lot that that came with that um, mm-hmm. given all the circumstances and um so thank you for letting me live
1: I, yeah. I'm so glad I appreciate
0: it sounds so watered down but you get <laughs> it right
1: I do get it and you know I want to just kind of throw this in there because you would think Or some people may think, well, why would she have that in her purse? And um, I kind of vaguely, I don't remember the whole part of that conversation, but I kind of vaguely remember, I think she was almost in the same situation. You know, a young mom, um, and that was one of the options. And um, I don't know if she read an article or if somebody gave her the picture, you know? But it impacted her enough for her to keep it all those years. Yeah, you know, yeah, and because
0: she was 16 when yep. she was when she had my dad, and so
1: right. I'm and sure so she, she identified, identified. Yeah. and she she had. A, I think uh, I don't think she got put out. Her mom was upset, but so she identified. I think that's one thing she. I kind of identified what I could be going through, probably what I was feeling, the emotions, mm-hmm. you know, um, that type of thing, and the choices that that um, I had to make and how it may affect me in the future if I kept the baby, Mm -hmm. because she kept her baby, you know, and she had to sacrifice for keeping the baby, so she kind of knew, and and that kind of helped me, too, so it's not like somebody was just coming at me, you shouldn't do that, that's wrong, God -hmm. don't like that, you know, no, she she spoke to me in a way that it, I heard her, Mm -hmm. and I think she was coming from experience, so I just want to say that,
0: Cool. All right. So let's go back to, um, you know, when I asked, who are you? There was what I heard a lot in that was like this spiritual transition that mm-hmm. is has already taken place. That's currently taking place. Um, would you say that that's accurate? A lot of that ties into a spiritual transition piece when you say yeah. you're, you're rediscovering yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And what happened at the end of you know that whole started into 2018
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is spirituality to you
1: um i think if you had again asked me that a few years ago i would have you know thought about oh it's the, the going to church you know every week and all those things that we as christians are expected to do mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the case really at all spirituality is between you know, between you and God only, and it's your relationship with him It's being aware of spiritual dynamics, Mm -hmm. um, how they play out in your life. And a lot of it has nothing to do with church, you know, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So I'm a spiritual person because I believe in spiritual things. Um, the spirit world is very interactive in our lives and I'm learning, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just learning a lot of different things and some things I always knew, but you're, you're always told that's wrong. You
0: mm-hmm. know,
1: that's not biblical. Um, so you shut off a lot of things, but I think I'm more connected to God now mm-hmm. probably than I've ever been, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I was probably very religious, but now I have a real, I had a relationship before, but it's on a different level. And I know him, in a different way without all the boxes and rules and regulations, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and constraints that we put on this thing Mm -hmm. that we call Christianity.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing what that is, what that is to you. Um, Again, going back to this rediscover. well, let me ask this, because when you mentioned, you know, just discovering who you are, um, Mm -hmm. And I brought up that idea of rediscovering versus recreating mm-hmm. when I put that out there, do you have any thoughts on that if, for you? Is it truly a rediscovering who you are or is there an element of recreating who you are? Can you speak a little bit about that?
1: I think it's a little of both, honestly, because, uh, before some things happened, you know, like the situation with having you, I was one type of person, mm-hmm. you know, um, happy and, um, you know, confident in myself. Like I said, I had my life planned out. Was, your life, a lot, reminds me of things I had planned for myself. At certain ages, I wanted to do this, do this, do this. And you've done a lot of that. So, I mean, I had hopes, dreams, goals. You know, I was outgoing. Um, and and I, I knew my boy so much so that, you know, i tell you in a minute what was on my mind what was hurting me, what was bothering me, what I thought you should do and where you can go, you Mm. know? (laughs) Yeah, where can they go, mama? (laughs) But, you know, um, after all of that that trauma that I went through, um, I kind of lost my voice, you know? I became um, insecure about myself, about my future, um, a lot of things. So it kind of changed me, you know? So when I say I'm rediscovering who I am it's like getting back to kind of that person you know what I'm saying there were some qualities I had years ago that I'm getting back and I'm glad about that they're good things and then at the same time I am recreating myself because as I'm learning and growing more about myself um you know I I realize okay this is the type of person I want to be now that I'm this old in my 50s, you know, who do I truly, really want to be? Because some of those dreams from yesteryear are not going to happen, but that's okay. Because I can recreate, you see what I'm saying? The Mm -hmm. person that I want to be. So I look now and say, who do you really want to be? And Mm -hmm. then try to take those steps to get to that person. I don't want to be that insecure little girl that was still living inside me even not long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um I want to be authentic. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to do and say things just to please people or so nobody won't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want to be authentic, my true self. And if this is how I feel, then it's how I feel. And if you can't deal with how I feel, well then hey mm-hmm. hit the road, Jack that, Hey, don't you do don't detay. come back. No
0: more, That's right. no more okay.
1: You know, so, but I will no longer be silent and just let people yeah do anything and say anything to me especially in the name of religion or being a christian you know what i'm saying I, i'm not a doormat mm-hmm. Yeah, you know and god created us as powerful beings no you're not an- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yes ma'am so it could be what you've already shared you know I've, I've heard you say you know authenticity and getting your voice back or it might be something different altogether but what is something that you're actively working to improve about yourself and how are you going about it?
1: Um, one thing I'm working on is, I guess, how to just accept people for who they are, let people mm-hmm. be who they are. And i realized that a lot of uh, my disappointments in life as I look back is because I wanted people to be what I felt they should be or what I needed them to be you know, or who I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you get discouraged or, you know, upset. So I'm learning to just let let people be who they are and love mm-hmm. them for who they are. And if it's something that you can't, or I can't, you know, accept or deal with, then just love them from a distance. But that has brought so much peace. I'm learning how to protect my peace. And that's one way to do it because when you set about trying to change people, people ain't gonna change if they don't wanna change. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like just let it go let you know if, if it's not working for you one of the things you have said to me that always um sticks out of my head is you know if it's not serving me well do what serves me well you mm-hmm. know so if your actions or whatever it is you're doing doesn't serve me well especially if it's causing me harm mm-hmm. then I just need to back up from you and, and let you be you let you do you and I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna mm-hmm. do me yeah and I, that has brought a lot of peace now is that easy no because i'm a thinker and sometimes i overthink things and you know um but some of the things that i'm doing is a lot of the self uh development reading you know things about um how to deal with situations how to how to just change yourself again finding out who you want to be what type of person you want to be what kind of impact you want to have and then taking those steps to try to become that person authentically, not just when somebody's looking, you know, or whatever, That's just be that person. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Thanks for that. There's a lot in that response. Um, and as far as your how, you know, because I asked the part about, and how are you working towards it? Sounds like mm-hmm. you're saying the first step is a lot of the self-development reading.
1: Yeah, some personal development reading and, and just, um, I think a lot of it is more, inward reflection too. that I think that has been the biggest part because (laughs) I had to find out like if something upset me Mm -hmm. and I just used to go off and I'm like well they shouldn't have this and that but then now I've learned okay why is that upsetting you Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. does that make you angry why does that make you sad why whatever emotion that came up I had to get to the root of why does that make you feel that way? Is it something within you that you're lacking, or that a certain way you feel about yourself, and that's making you come at them like that? Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of it was just a lot of inward reflection, and it's not hard to look at yourself and, and take some deep truths. You said it's this, not it's, hard. I'm sorry, it is hard. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. you know, because you have to be honest about your mess too. Yeah, You know, yeah. so sometimes we we'll think we're this wonderful grand person and you really, um, you know, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. as wonderful as you think you are, you know, mm-hmm. because when we start saying, well, why did that piss you off? And sometimes the answer will surprise you. Sometimes you'll be like, oh my God, I didn't didn't realize I was thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have to do a lot of inward reflection. So that's where it kind of started with me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just always saying, why? Why does that make you feel that way? And then once I can figure out the why of it, Mm -hmm. then I decide, okay, so what, if you don't like this feeling, Mm -hmm. what do you need to do to change it and react differently the next time? And a lot of that was me working on me. Mm -hmm. Being confident in who I am and my ability, what I can do. And whatever you do, it shouldn't have no reflection on how I'm feeling about me because I'm the bomb diggity. Bomb diggity, baby. Okay. (laughs) You, Tempoli, you've been listening listening to my podcast. You know I'm behind (laughs)
0: right now. (laughs) I'm I'm behind,
1: but I do listen.
0: That sounds a lot like episode number two. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, we, we, I have listened to episode number two. I think I'm up in the teens now. In the teens,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm up in the, the
1: teens. But for those yeah, of you
0: who are, are listening, um, go back and catch episode number two. It's it's a lot of what what you're sharing right there, Mom. Is you know, because episode two was how, but how do I evolve? Right. Um, you know, in episode one, I talked about like the title was "You Too Can Evolve," where I shared just a little bit about my mm-hmm. personal experience. And having evolved up out of that. But then, like you said, it's an intentional process. And mm-hmm. happiness doesn't just happen, growth doesn't just happen. And a lot right. of that, it starts with the reflection and the awareness. And you're not going to mm-hmm. get that without asking why. But that why, you know, sometimes right. you find when you ask it that first time, that ain't even it. You got to go another, right. another level, yes. three, four by six deeper yes the truth and as you said there absolutely may, you may discover some things down there that is like oh you know
1: <laughs> So right wanna, right
0: kudos to you for doing the work and yet being on the mm-hmm. journey because I know it can be challenging but I man like I said before it's worthy work it's worthy yeah. work okay yeah. um what are you reading right now because you mentioned you know, like that first piece with doing some personal development reading what are you reading right now And y'all one thing I know about my mom always maybe she's changed a little bit but not too much Uh there's nothing for this woman to be reading 10 11 books at a time
1: but yes
0: what you reading right now
1: and i'm still doing that i'm reading um i picked back up seat of the soul and you caused me to pick that up i bought that book several years ago started it i think i read the first chapter and put it down Mm -hmm. it was a good book but i just you know got into other books but you had sent me a little snippet of um a page Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it was last year maybe um and it kind of spoke to some things that I was still, you know, dealing with surrounding um PJ mm-hmm. transitioning. And so I've been back into that. Of course, I have that. One who
0: P- and not everybody knows who PJ is. Jizzle Sosa, Willie Earl Claiborne III. I'm going to say his name. Mm-hmm. That's my baby brother and mother's son who passed in 2018.
1: Oh, no, well, he didn't. Pass. Transitioned. He transitioned. <laughs> yes. Yeah, still <laughs> very much alive. Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, so that, and then I, am still trying to finish the, um, 15 successful law. It's that green book? 15
0: invaluable that? laws of growth by yes. John C. Maxwell.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep. Reading that. And I have the rewired brain. And then there's, um, a book I just got that Oprah recommended. Oh my God. A new world. I don't know. It's a new world order by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. By yes. Oh, I was that how you say it? name? I learned so much from you. That's not, I always said Toll. I I
0: believe it's too late. but hey, don't don't quote me fully. Okay. All right. So so those
1: are a couple, but I'm reading, as you said, there's of course a lot more on my Mm -hmm. list, but I just kind of rotate them, go through them. So how do you Um, manage
0: that? When you have that many books that you're engaged with at once, mm
1: -hmm.
0: like what's your process for for engaging with them?
1: Um, Well, it takes me longer to get through them now because before I used to read them, and then sometimes, you, for, you know, you forget the lessons in them. So what I try to do now is before I go to the next chapter of a book, I have a notebook that is nothing but notes for books that I'm reading or maybe videos that I'm watching on, you know, self-help or whatever. And so I take notes, try to get the, uh, the uh, nuggets mm-hmm. and then um, put those into action because it's like you learn all of this good stuff, but then you don't really put it into action, into play. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was the key. So for years, I've read a lot of things, but I wasn't putting it into play. Mm-hmm. But you know, I am now. Um, so, you know, the things they suggest that you try to do or or whatever, you know, because I love uh, meditation. I do meditation daily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I know as a Christian, we're supposed to meditate on the word, but it, almost everything ain't in the word, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm meditate on other things too you know my affirmations stuff like that and so um yeah I just I try to put those things in play because they've been proven to be successful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, all right yeah. good deal um what so you talked a bit about lessons at that point what lessons are you learning right now like at age what 50? let me do the math real quick don't tell me the phone <laughs> This is 2001. Oh, mama, you about
1: to be 57. Yep. Ah! I couldn't believe it. I thought about that You're, the other day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm almost 60.
0: If you round it up, mm-hmm. 57, that's that's 60.
1: Mm-hmm. If, you,
0: if you round it up. Now listen, right? because now I'm thrown off. Because if you, see, you got pregnant at 17, right? And had me at 18.
1: Because I had one you. Thing in- I
0: know is I'm not because <laughs> you mentioned age 16 before, earlier. I thought.
1: Mhm,
0: I know that mean that if you're about to be 57, I mean I'm about to be 41, and I'm not.
1: <laughs> I graduated in '82. Which is I, was, I was 17 14. when I graduated.
0: Okay, so you had me at 17.
1: Had at you at 17?
0: Uh, I was born in September. Yeah,
1: we'll be 18, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Man, they'll
0: be making me older
1: than I am now. I'm sorry, ma'am i'm sorry <laughs> all right so you know probably what it is I, okay so i met the person at 16 got pregnant at 17 later that year mm-hmm. and then you. had you that next year got you but, um yeah so what was your question like, what oh what lesson, am i what learning lesson,
0: right at age right now at age 50 almost seven, fifty-six, 56 mm. more than 57 you still learning right what lessons are you learning right, right now
1: I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that. No, no, that's um, a
0: different question. What lessons um, are you learning right now? I'm asking that, that other I'm one. learning. I'm ask okay. The other one. What you learning Lesson, right now at fifty-seven, honey?
1: I'm learning that it's never too late to um, change or to start over. Mm-hmm. I'm learning that no matter how bad things can look or be, that I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that not. It's, there's a saying that says, every storm runs out of rain. Mm. So a lot of times when I'm having a moment of going through certain things, I'll say, this too shall pass because every storm eventually runs out of rain and you'll be okay. Yeah. You know, because sometimes we'll feel like we're not. And I can honestly tell you, you know, like we just saying, I'm 57. Some, there's really some days that I think about the fact that I'm in my 50s and still here and it'll cause me to tear up or cry mm-hmm. because honestly, I never expected to make it out of my 20s. Mm-hmm. And that's the God's honest truth. And that's just because life seemed so bad for me back then and so hard. And I was just, you know, dealing with a lot, very depressed and I didn't want to live, but I was afraid, you know, to um, try to take my life and then botch it up, <laughs> you know, <then> I, <laughs> <laughs> that I know people. And you just
0: be in this mug debilitated.
1: <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> you know, and then not only that, but I think the bigger, the biggest thing that, that kept me from doing it was, you know, the, the thing about, um, if you commit On suicide, hell. you're going to hell. Yeah, so I certainly true. didn't want to go to hell. Yeah, the you know what I'm saying? things
0: been taught. Right, right.
1: <laughs> you know, so I was never really living. I existed for so many years. I actually haven't started living in, until several years ago, all that time I was just existing, always, you know, wondering, am I going to make it through the next year? So, like I said, I never expected to make it past my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at that, I'm 57, is that what we say? I'm well, 56, you 56, You'll be 57. 56, about yeah, yeah. to be 57. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that life is not, even though I have, you know, still some things that hurt me that I'm I'm okay. I feel mo- emotionally and mentally I'm in such a different place mm-hmm. than I was way back then, and even three four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so to know that I can be living at this moment and not be doom and gloom and really look forward to my future, mm-hmm. that's a whole new ball game for me, and yes. it's exciting and scary at the same time because mm-hmm. I'm ready to live. Yes. You know, and for the first time in my life, I really don't have to take care of anybody so I'm free to do whatever I want to do Um, you know because hey I'm grown and my relationship with God is my relationship with God so all them rules okay come on church <laughs> but it's just that you know like I said a lot of things you know we don't do for fear of, of hell or displeasing God and a lot of that stuff you know it's just not in the world And I, I know we're supposed to shoot evil and all this, that, and the other, but who determines what's evil? You know what I'm saying? Some people think something is evil, other people don't. So, and the Bible also says, you know, if you do it in the you, then to you it's sin. You know what I mean? I can't do it, and I ain't talking about the sex, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> the way, Mama got to live too. Sounds
0: <laughs> so old to call it the sex. Come on, the sex. I ain't talking about the sex. <laughs> So anyway, you know I mean do you want to elaborate on what you're talking
1: about or no I'm just saying I'm just gonna live you know you the know, rest I'm... of
0: us gonna write our own story
1: exactly and they can write their story because that'll be their book but ain't nobody gonna write my story Come but me through, huh, huh? you know and if you don't want to read it close it up oh I've
0: never heard that one honey <laughs> yeah. if you don't want to read it close it up, close okay. it up? I'm gonna quote yeah. you on that when one. that one's getting printed
1: Okay. All right. All right. well yeah, I'm not gonna do nothing crazy, but I'm just not gonna be so apprehensive about doing things that could, you know, um, bring value or just they're just it's just living life. I'm gonna live life, and you know I, what I've been saying the last year and a half is as long as I know I'm not displeasing God. I'm not going to worry about man because man will put you in a box in a and say, don't do this, don't do that. And that's that's their issue. And God, some of that stuff, he ain't on. Mm-hmm. He ain't thinking about it. you know. So as long as I know me and him is cool, mm-hmm. hey, Okay. what can I say?
0: All right. Thank you for that. Something you've um, mentioned from your past some challenges that you've dealt with. I know like you've mentioned depression a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is an issue that is very pervasive throughout Mm um well i'll say throughout the nation throughout our community whatever but it affects a whole lot of people in different ways but Mm -hmm. what advice do you have to offer people who felt like you once felt like you said you didn't think in your 20s like i didn't think i would make it out of my 20s and -hmm. having dealt with suicidal thoughts and depression at different phases in your life you know and i know that it wasn't Mm -hmm. just your 20s when you felt uh, things of that sort so what what advice do you have to offer
1: in that way I think um there's a couple of things because you know there's clinical depression mm-hmm. where you're, you're you may have a chemical imbalance you know not enough serotonin and things like that so you should definitely get checked um you know and then I, I do believe the spiritual aspect of depression you know where you can have um spirits or negative energies that's you know weighing down on you um causing you to be depressed so you have to figure out which one it is because one thing for sure you know um there's no one set answer for everybody because everybody's brain is wired differently and we all react to things differently but one of the the, um, other things I can say whether it's clinical depression or um you know situational whatever the case may be you know just try to hang in there the positive thoughts, I remember thinking, you know, this positive thought thing, positive thought thing, but there's so many things that we use as church lingo that is scientific as well. That's a lot that I've been learning. Um, so I think if we take the mystery out of it, of being some type of uh, spiritual church type thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I, one day I was doing something, I was after meditation, and the thought came to me, the science of God, meaning you know some things are um like the universal laws you know we we say you reap what you sow some of us say karma you know stuff like that but th- there's just some things that um Has nothing to do with being a Christian, I would want to say, you know, if you just operate a certain way, your mindset, even, you know, the Bible says, think on these things, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure. So if if you tell somebody, well, honey, think positive thoughts, you know, um, it doesn't have to be biblical in that sense. The person don't have to be a Christian and say, because it's the principle of the matter. You know, the Bible and Matthew said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. And when you do a study on that and research its principles, when you break that word down, he said, I'm going to give you the principles. Mm-hmm. So when you learn the principles of a thing, you know, that'll, that'll help you get through. So, um, Again, the affirmations are just, you know, trying to maintain positive, as we say, vibrate higher, don't stay down in that low place. Is it easy all the time? No. So hopefully you have a good support system, people who can, you know, help you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel or when you're being really down on yourself, you know, who can help remind you who you are, you know, Because sometimes we get so down on ourselves, we forget that we're actually an awesome person just going through this bad experience you know mm-hmm. so you can have people who remind you of who you are or sometimes remind you of what you've already come through and if you've come through that you know you're the same person you can get through this mm-hmm. you know Um. so it's all about perspective it's all about how we look at things I remember um one time when I was getting ready to start something new I think it has something to do with my business and I was talking to you about all these things that I was afraid might go wrong or happen and you said my have you ever thought, stopped to think what would happen if it went right? Never had I ever. See what I'm saying? So sometimes it takes other people's perspective or other people to help put you in the right space, head space. Mm-hmm. Um, so now when I go to a venture out on different things and I start getting all nervous about, well, what if this don't go right? Well, then I think, but what if it do? How would it look if it all went right? And that's the picture you got to keep in your head. You know, what do you want it to look like? And then that's what you focus on, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, indeed. I wish I knew these things a long time ago. And they sound easy. They're not always easy because your mind isn't wired right now to think like that. But the more you do it, the easier it will become. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find yourself not always down, you know? Right. Um, you have to be thankful. You got to have that, that, that spirit of gratitude. That gratitude mindset, and see, that's like you can use that like in a secular way. And if you take it over to the church world, you know, it's about putting on the garment of praise. Well, isn't that being grateful? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that being thankful spirit of heaviness?
0: Finish it right.
1: all now, qu- okay. put on the garment of praise for the spirit. You know, a person that's not in church or don't know the Bible, you say something to the like that to them, they're like, huh, mm-hmm. you'll lose them, right. you know. so um, it's just, it's all the same. That's, that's all I'm saying is that we, we use, it's the same principle, but we have this church lingo. And because we don't realize that it's just how the universe operates, there's some laws that if you just put them into place, mm-hmm. Things is going to work out because it's a law that God already put in the universe. It has nothing to do with you being saved, a Christian, a prophet, a pastor, speaking in tongues. No, it is a universal law. And if you work the law, you're going to reap the benefits. Karma is not always bad.
0: Like, man, I was having this conversation earlier at brunch.
1: Karma Mm -hmm. is neutral. Exactly.
0: you know, and people often say they quote, "It's not mine." They say karma is a bitch. I'm like, yeah, if you right. are. Otherwise, right.
1: <laughs> karma is really beautiful. Exactly, really beautiful. and yeah. and that's the reaping what you sow. You know, mm-hmm. you you sow good things, beautiful things, love, peace, joy. That's what you're gonna get back. Mm-hmm. So it's not about you being a Christian. It's about you working that universal law.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right. Good. So uh, I took notes. So your advice for people who are dealing with depression. Okay, for one, go get checked. Mm-hmm. Thing number one, go get checked. Um, think positive thoughts, tap mm-hmm. into your support system, um, mm-hmm. help them. Part of their role is to remind you of who you are and what you've already overcome. But I also wrote mm-hmm. down, uh, I, I would, now I, I admit my positioning is different. Um, I've never dealt with depression and so I can't speak from experience. But one thing I do know is it's better to to be prepared Mm -hmm. um, before you get into a situation rather than to have to fight your way out while you're in it. And so when you are having a better day, you know, I think Mm -hmm. sometimes part of our our journey, our journaling um, that we might keep. um, I've encouraged people before and I just not people who deal with depression, but just people, period, keep a list of what's dope about me. (laughs) like Mm -hmm, keep a list mm -hmm. of your triumphs and your victories that way like when you're feeling low and you're feeling down or you're feeling depressed or feeling defeated is like Mm -hmm. it's hard to as you said to to think certain things but if that list is already made and you Mm -hmm. all you got to do is just pull it out and read it to remind yourself that helps so remembering who you are and what you've overcome um Mm -hmm. you didn't use this term necessarily but the way i heard it was like visualization and vision the situation how you want it to be um right. and then in gratitude yeah, and, and rehearse like you didn't yeah. necessarily say the word rehearse but it's like at first it won't be easy you know but mm-hmm. if, the more you stick with it and keep at it um it'll become less challenging less and less challenging yeah. good yeah. thank you for that now I want to go back I was I wasn't gonna mess with it but you <laughs> keep saying this word uh-oh at, uh, and you said it in multiple responses and okay. because of you know, how I know you've been evolving over the past few years with um, your spirituality and your views on Christianity, um, mm-hmm. as well as how I know I have evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and <laughs> it's funny to think about the conversations we had before you started evolving because my, my mind came, you know, at least as far as our conversations openly, mm-hmm. uh, mine was about a, 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 I would say almost two years. and Mine was the beginning of 2017, but that word saved, You've mentioned Mm -hmm. that a number of times in your
1: responses.
0: Mm What does that mean?
1: Well, coming from the church background, you know, being saved. Well, listen, I don't know.
0: I'm not looking for a Bible study lesson. I'm looking for one woman's wisdom. So I'm asking you, what does that mean?
1: I I only have the church view of, of the word being saved, you know, which is being saved from your sins by accepting Jesus Christ as your savior. So you don't go, you know, to hell. So that saved is being saved from your sins. That's that's the only, I have nothing else to say about that word because the only place you hear that word is in church.
0: Okay. So then let me ask you this, because I keep hearing you talk a lot about, um, you know, and I don't even know what word you put on it, but I know that there's been some changes in your thinking when it comes to, traditional christianity or the boxes that people have put in or whatever it may be indoctrination i can't remember the term you used at the very beginning but Mm -hmm. is that a a belief that you still adopt being saved from your sins Well, yes the whole concept of being saved and what it means to be saved and how you become
1: saved um wow that's a loaded question ain't it loaded (laughs) 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 um I don't, I don't think we have the time to delve into that at this moment. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny because I can't just give a, a quick, simple answer and then some people, because I, I would have to fully explain what I mean and how I got there, you know, but... Um, well, maybe
0: we'll have you back. Maybe if it causes us enough, enough controversy, <laughs> enough <laughs> uprising, we can have you back.
1: I'm trying to cause no uprising. I'm just saying, you know,
0: um, yeah. Man, that is a conversation for sure. It
1: is. Anyway, okay. Uh, you well, know, well, thank you for that. I'm not saying I don't believe in the con. God knows I believe in you. I definitely believe in God. I'm not saying there's no Jesus or none of that. I'm just saying the way some things have been presented to us. Mm-hmm. And they know it too. Mm-hmm. It ain't, it ain't, yeah. It's a whole lot more more to it. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we talked about all of this stem from what lessons you're learning right now. Mm-hmm. The question you tried to answer when I first asked that, we're going to go back to that, which is your biggest life lesson or one of your biggest life lessons.
1: So um, it, may not,
0: it doesn't have to be something you're actively learning right now, but one of your biggest mm-hmm. life lessons in all these 56 plus years of living.
1: I think one of the biggest is... Uh, what I already said is just letting people be who they are you know like you you say sometimes if they like it I love it why are you trying to you know make somebody see how they could be better or I think you should do this just let people be who they are let people live let them have their own experience Mm -hmm. then you won't be all frustrated and upset you know what I mean And, and that's that's one of the biggest things I think because when I started doing that, just letting people be whoever they are and not who I think they should be, you know, or mm-hmm. oh, I don't want them to embarrass me. That they, you know, you probably I probably do stuff that embarrass people, you know what I'm saying? But they ain't trying to change me. Well, mm-hmm. church world, but um, you know, just that's one of the biggest things. Just let people be who they are and live. Don't be afraid to live to take chances because it may come out just like you wanted to come out mm-hmm. you know right. that's one of the that's probably the biggest thing is to not be so fearful i've conquered so much fear mm-hmm. since 2010 um that is just unbelievable some of the things like when i just surprised you a few weeks ago hopped on the road oh you all You know to to come to columbus without telling nobody first because you're be like well what if this happened you better this you better that you know so it's like you only live once in this plane in this dimension so you better enjoy it mm. you know yeah. live life mm-hmm. yeah you know people right, go talk market. i'm sorry i said people gonna talk regardless oh, of yeah. what you do yeah. somebody's gonna have something to say so to deny yourself something that would make you happier that you would want to do especially if it's not hurting nobody mm-hmm. you might well go on and do it because regardless somebody's gonna have something to say so live live your life
0: absolutely I was saying in my workout earlier today, you know, cause my trainers be encouraging us. She said, mm-hmm. and just really stuck with me. Um, like this, this ain't your practice life. Give it all right. you got. <laughs> right. This ain't your practice life. Give it all you got right here, right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's shift a bit. I feel like we've been talking a lot about challenges and overcoming and harder stuff and all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? my my children you guys mm-hmm. seeing you and judah uh, i think that's my my biggest joy is knowing that um i call you guys my babies knowing that you guys are doing well mm-hmm. um i honestly at this moment can't can't think of anything else that brings me more joy than when i'm you know thinking about you guys and what you've done and Any other names done you want to name me? so that don't nobody be salty yeah <laughs> What did I just say? Some folks are going to be salty regardless, but yes. Um, <laughs> but that's you not know, yours. You, you don't want to you, know Judah, I'm You're good at Jesse, Buddy, you know, Desmond, um, Sky, um, you know, thinking about Mariah and the times we've shared, the, the, you know, a few times, that brings me joy. Wish mm-hmm. I could have more of those, but basically um, my children, my offspring, mm-hmm. bring me joy right. more than anything that I can think of right now.
0: Right, right. I have a question. How do I word it? Does does PJ in mm-hmm. his transition state
1: mm-hmm.
0: t- talk about that? Is he still able to bring you joy in his transition state? And, and how? How?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, for one way, I, you know, memories. I think um, a lot of our memories sometimes, you know, um, I guess that's the biggest thing, because I'm not going to, you know, say that he comes and talk to me, but there's times when I feel like when I'm thinking about certain things, I can hear him, mm-hmm. um, you know, encouraging me, mom, you can do this, you know, mom, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I just think about some of the things he said, and and I just bust out laughing, you know, the mm-hmm. the memories that I have of him bring me great joy, you know, the the young man that he was becoming because it seemed like he had started, you know, taking this different path. And so that, that gives me joy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I hate that. I can't see it played out down here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he brings me joy. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks okay. for that. Just
0: a few more questions here. Um, okay. So some light ones, a couple light ones real quick. What's something you purchased in the last year for less than hundred dollars that has added mm-hmm. value to your life?
1: Um, in the last year, something I've purchased, of course, some books, you know different books um have added some value. What have I purchased? Oh, I know my i have a um it's called an incense fountain
0: oh, I
1: think I know what you're talking about. I sent you a- a little video of it yes, uh, my incense fountain, along with my um it's an aroma. It's an aromatherapy thing. I don't, I can't remember what you call it. But those add great value because I love aromatherapy. It it calms me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the smell of different scents. And I use it when I'm, um, you know, doing meditation. And sometimes when I just want to sit and be quiet and still myself. Or when I'm feeling anxious, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll I'll turn on that aromatherapy thing and put on that little incense fountain mm-hmm. and see how that smoke just kind of cascades yeah, down. Yeah, it's
0: so cool! I've
1: only seen. Yeah, that that it just calms up. me, and I just sit there and look at it as I think, and while I'm doing that, I think thoughts of gratitude. So it all helps to lift the vibration. Yeah. When I do that, because it helps to, you know, lift the mood. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, because as I'm watching it, and like you said, you've seen in the video I sent you how that smoke just kind of cascades. It's it's just lovely. So I'm looking at that. I'm I'm thinking about good thoughts, you know, and mm-hmm. and um saying some affirmations and then smelling that sweet aroma. Mm-hmm. It just yeah, just relaxes me. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So I would think those were, were good investments and they were they were not very expensive at all, but they bring me great joy. All
0: right. Thank you for that. Now it's your turn. You said you think somebody should interview me. You get three questions.
1: Yes um what is one of your biggest life life lessons
0: one of my biggest perhaps i wonder if it's the biggest or it could just be the most prevalent and i think i probably answered this on a previous podcast because that one tends mm-hmm. to get asked back but um i got it from yonovan's Vinzant, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: how she said you can't teach slash tell people how to love you, right? You get to see how they're loving Mm -hmm. and then decide if you want to be a part, you know? And, um, you know, and of course there's, you know, there's some specifics to that, so to speak. You certainly Mm -hmm. say what it is you want and what it is you need, but I really, I believe that the message behind it is that you don't, you can't tell people teach them by repeatedly telling them, this right. is what I want. This is what I need. It's like mm-hmm. either this is how they love or it ain't, you know, and right. you to decide if you want to be a part of that. And to what extent you mm-hmm. want to be a part of that. I spent too many, um, too much of my energy in life. And the thing is like my marriage is one, like my, my marriage is wonderful. And mm-hmm. it ain't even that mine being these in my, my friendship, that's where the challenges tend to come up for me, you know, okay most people have their challenges i probably shouldn't say most people but in in my experience and i know my experience is limited most mm-hmm. people are more challenged romantically and we we breezy over there but it's it's these it's the meaningful friendships and i guess for me it's because i don't like superficial relationships so i don't really right. use the term friend too much anyway mm-hmm. in the same way that other people use it um mm-hmm. yeah so you, yeah that's wow. it
1: Okay. Um. Real quick. Now, this isn't a question, but just kind of piggyback a little bit off of what you just said about the friendships and teaching people how to love you. I don't know if you remember the conversation we had not long ago. Um. And it was dealing around friendship. And you had. I got it. Wrote down somewhere. You said something to me that perhaps it's not the person that you miss, but more. What was it like the feeling? Um. How do you say it? Yeah, I probably didn't uh, say feeling, but
0: I know what you're talking about um, because because I believe that, that was, helped yeah, me. Yeah, I believe that was a lesson that I got from basically law of attraction too. Because like we mm-hmm. think it's a certain someone right. that we want, and it's not them. It, it's the it's the experience. It's the the feeling. It's the love. It's all the stuff that you experience, or or maybe once have experienced in in mm-hmm. that person, or think you can experience yeah. in that person. But it ain't about the person it's about the experience which if we open ourselves up to Mm -hmm. however you know divinity might deliver that to us then we're more likely to experience it
1: right and i think you said something like it's it's more the experience of it was what was closest to what you envisioned like whatever you have with that person Mm -hmm. those feelings that experience because you have in your mind how you want a friendship or relationship to be Mm -hmm. So when you run across somebody who fits almost all of that, and then something happens and y'all quit being friends, it's not really about that person. Like you said, it's about those experiences and the way they made you feel Mm -hmm. is what you're really missing. But like you said, if you stay open and -hmm. don't shut down, you can run into somebody else that can offer those same experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that thing helped me. I I I want to say that because maybe to help somebody else because. Mm-hmm. It helped me a great deal, um, and yeah. I was able to move on. I'm glad and grateful. Mm-hmm. Okay, my next question to you, uh, it's probably the same, almost. I, I wanted to know, do you, do you think relationships are easy or complicated?
0: Laura, you know, depend on a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing because I was asked this question before by one of my mm-hmm. guests. Um, and I know what my actually the very first time my sis quay asked, um, and I know what my response was then, and I definitely do believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but and my my response is still the same. But I think they're complicated if you make them complicated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise, okay. they're they're easy. But it's about how willing you are to grow and to communicate. Mm-hmm. And like aware and, and acknowledge, so to speak, because mm-hmm. we're not meant to be intimately connected with everybody, you know? That's right. Um,
1: That's right. When
0: I say, re- when like with that question of relationships, I'm thinking of everybody. I'm not thinking about romantic relationships. I'm not thinking, mm-hmm. about, or maybe I should say just, I'm not thinking about just romantic relationships. I'm not just thinking about friendships or just family, but all of them, Batman's. I think it it has to do with the individuals willingness to grow and you know you've mentioned seed of the soul um, tonight or today (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that that book has brought so much value to my life and caused so much growth but i was just reviewing it again today and was reminded of that piece where like two people two personalities Mm -hmm. are really just it's two souls seeking to heal like Mm -hmm. every interaction is is between personalities is two different souls seeking to heal Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be and what that experience will be like is contingent upon each of those individuals willing to see past their personalities their own personality and the personality of the other in Mm -hmm. order to get to the healing so I know that was a wasn't quite a straightforward answer but you know it's 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 a growth process for sure and
1: yeah could some of that be the the part about just letting people be who they are when you say getting beyond the personality of the other person would that go along would you say with just letting people be who they are it depends
0: right because when you said it all depends on how you do it because there's different way there's different energies with which to approach that because it could be like you know what that's them i ain't trying to change them i'm going with my life right
1: Mm -hmm. um and
0: then also there's this concept called uh terror or tara not really sure i heard it from the minimalists it's an acronym, mm-hmm. T-A-R-A. And it, it's like this progression in how we experience things and people. The T mm-hmm. stands for uh, like tolerate, then accept, mm-hmm. um, respect, and appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it's like this trajectory. And so and letting people be who they are, sometimes we can do that with a tolerant attitude. Like I'm gonna tolerate this, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's that level of respecting it where it's like, all right, I you know, I respect it, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. but uh, oh actually I missed one tolerate then accept. It's like okay, I'm not just toler because top you don't get what I mean, tolerating something is
1: yeah. like okay,
0: I'm not gonna trip, but I don't really like this. I'm a tolerate. Mm-hmm.
1: Accept mm-hmm. it
0: feels more accepting it feels more neutral, like okay, it is what it is. It's you know, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then respecting it is is like a step further on the more positive side so to speak but appreciation is Mm -hmm. a whole nother energy where it's like they are who they are and i see the beauty in it you know Mm -hmm. like i Mm -hmm. celebrate it um
1: okay
0: you know so yeah so i think in in a way it can it can be that letting people Mm -hmm. like you have to let people be who they are you know and i'm huge on the law of attraction and the Secret Daily Teachings. And one of the lessons that really sticks with me from that is, um, like, never try to compel people to change. Like, right. you just simply show up in the world as you are, and they will want to change.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: see that your change was worthwhile. But you'll never try yeah. to compel them to change. And it's important that we honor how people choose to be in this world. And yeah. find our people.
1: Yeah, find your tribe. Yep. hmm all right, so I got one more question because I get three. Yeah. Um. So what is your greatest hurt and how did you overcome it?
0: Okay, Um. my greatest hurt, and it's interesting because it was almost like a, a hurt I had to, I don't want to say heal from over and over. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I, I would think for years and years, like, oh, I'm over this. I'm healed from that. Mm-hmm. you know and I, and I guess I would just say back in the day because I was a different person and my language was was different my internal language was different my mindset was mm-hmm.
1: different
0: you know so I'm pretty sure that's how I was oh, I'm over this and then something happened and I realized I'm not or even mm-hmm. something not happening it just hit me out of nowhere but it would be um what I used to perceive as mm. my father's lack of love for me or expression mm. of that love or mediocre love for me and again that was how I perceived it then I perceive it differently um in my more evolved state but mm-hmm. but that was my greatest hurt that I dealt with for years and worked I don't even want to say worked to overcome for because for I wasn't working to overcome it you know I was more mm-hmm. so just dealing with it um mm-hmm. but I mean how I overcame it was really getting into an intense practice of self-care which i believe Mm -hmm. self-care is the manifestation of self-love i didn't Mm -hmm. get into that practice to heal from that you know Mm -hmm. but in doing so i did heal from from that what i was lacking there um Mm -hmm. quite honestly and i can't recall in this moment if this came up in my first episode i don't maybe not but i i do believe that it was his lack of presence in my life is the reason why or much of the reason why my love for self Mm-hmm. so strong because it's almost like i didn't i didn't get what i wanted or needed there mm-hmm. um and i have to go back to some of my journey journaling i did because i didn't make this connection until maybe like three years ago um mm-hmm. but yeah i overcame that hurt through loving myself um mm-hmm. and again self-care is a manifestation of self-love so okay. okay, self care journey.
1: okay who? Cool, cool rings. All
0: right, one last question. And I'm gonna let you go, honey. Okay. What do you know for sure?
1: I know for sure that I'll be okay.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. And that may not sound like much to many, but you would have to know my story to understand. Girl,
0: that's why it. I witness so strongly because I know some mm-hmm. of it. You know, and I feel like you know I probably know more than most, but I know I still, even though I'm more than most, don't know it all. You know, and that and that's why, even though it sounds simple, it was still powerful to me, you know. Yeah, and um, that's
1: huge for me, knowing, you know, when you live life day in and day out, always afraid and not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, if you'll be okay, mm-hmm. I can say, I, I'm going to be okay. I mm-hmm. know for sure I'm going to be, if I don't know nothing else, I'm going to be okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed.
1: Thank you, Madre. Appreciate You're welcome. it. Check it
0: out One woman's wisdom Come on and get your son